What up? We are back again today with the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. This is our preview of the games that will be happening in Week 5. We had a great recap of Week 4. Kind of talked about some interesting things going around the Big Ten. What's happening with Michigan? Could Maryland have won, you know, the Big Ten West on that side of the conference with the way that they played against Michigan? Uh, We did spend a little bit of time with Penn State and Michigan State. Uh, Of course, we always had to shout out the Fighting Illini. And today we will be doing our weekly betting preview. So uh, excited to be with you guys here today. It's been a great, crazy couple of days, uh, at least in my life, and I cannot wait to get back to football. Uh, kind of as a PSA, I know we have some uh, you know, people out in Florida, uh, down in Puerto Rico. I hope you guys are safe. Stay safe during the hurricanes. Uh, you know, Obviously, our, our hearts go out to you guys uh, as you're going to be going through this time. Uh, I do know that we have some some listeners there so just want to give you guys a shout out uh because you know i i think it's terrible i lived through a couple of hurricanes when i when i lived there uh in puerto rico so they're not fun and uh you know i hope you know everyone is is safe in florida as well as uh, as that's kind of rolling on but for those of you guys who are new here on this podcast, we always do the betting preview. Uh, we do like to, this is how we do our preview week, uh, mainly because the the betting, you know, sports betting has exploded over the recent years. It makes it so much more dynamic as you do predictions of games. So far this year, we're doing pretty good, 27 and 20. For the spread, 38 and 9 on the money line. So we have been rocking as far as the money line goes. Uh, obviously, when they're playing an FCS team. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Sorry, Northwestern. Uh, you, you don't beat FCS teams. But uh, usually, you know, we're, we're pretty good there. Sorry, Northwestern fans. Had to tease you a little bit. Uh, but no, we're, we're, we've been rocking and rolling. We've been doing pretty good with our predictions. And uh, hopefully that we can continue this into this next week. So we'll be going over all of the, the uh, games that we're going to be seeing this week, kind of our analysis on each and every game, and then we'll be sending you guys off, hoping you guys have a wonderful weekend. So let's start it off with the first game. First game up, it is going to be 10 a.m. It is the big noon kickoff on Fox. We've got Michigan taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes, traveling to Iowa, uh, Iowa City. The Michigan Wolverines are going to try to remain undefeated. Uh, I know that totally just sounded like a promo, but that's what it is. And this game is intriguing in a lot of ways, mainly because we really haven't seen Iowa since, I mean, we haven't seen Iowa play incredibly great. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, Obviously, you know, Iowa scoring 27 against Nevada, 27 against Rutgers. Uh, This is not going to be Nevada or Rutgers. This this offense of Michigan can definitely put up points. I think this story is going to be about defense, field position, as it always is. However, I do think that Michigan, uh, in the end, is going to be able to to pull it out on top. They'll be able to uh, put a couple drives together, put Iowa on their heels. And I just think that even though Iowa might have the best defense, maybe they're they're superior to Michigan in a few categories. Uh, Michigan's offense is 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 superior in in nearly every category. Uh, Outside of, you know, a a couple of things as far as, uh, you know, offensive ranks go. Uh, But the only thing uh, that I see is, is, like I said, it's going to be just this defensive battle. And even though and even though Iowa's defense is absolutely stout, uh, so is Michigan's. I mean, they're fourth in passing yards, fourth in yards per play. Iowa's second in yards per play. 
turnovers, both very similar. Sacks in a similar category. Red zone efficiency, very similar. So uh, this is going to be a really close game. Uh, and like I said, it's going to come down to just those moments of, of execution that I think Michigan's going to be able to take advantage of. I, I, I see it going 35-28 to 28, uh, for uh, Michigan, in favor of Michigan. The line right now is minus 11 for uh, Michigan. It actually started off at minus 4.5, and, and then it's been bent up all the way to minus uh, 11. And so... And that four and a half, you know, it's it's that that's where it gets. Uh, would have been fun because if it was closer game than you could have gotten the Iowa number. But uh, the public obviously is seeing what I'm seeing. I, I really don't think that Iowa has been tested by a good team. This is their first, you know, legit team, despite. You know, Rutgers being a Big Ten team, and you're playing your your uh, you know cross state rivals in, in Iowa State. But uh, I think Michigan, they go there. I think they're going to look a lot more crisp than what they did in the Big House. I think they win. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than what Vegas thinks. I'm going to go 35-28 for Michigan. Next game up, we do have Minnesota and per- Purdue. Almost said Peru, but Purdue. And I'm very excited for this game because everyone has now joined the Golden Gopher bandwagon, and I'm here for it. I I like it. I I honestly think that uh, what P.J. Fleck has been able to do in the six years at Minnesota has been incredibly impressive for a an all right program, a middle of the pack program. Uh, I mean, they've been to uh, 22 bowl games all time. Uh, when you look at, at teams like Nebraska, they've won 26 bowl games uh, all time. And so like, the, you know, there's their teams, they're, they're an emerging program. I, I feel like it'd be very hard to recruit to Minnesota. And uh, Tanner Morgan has looked like he has his freshman year. He's been on top of it. Uh, but with all of those things said, I would be very weary of this Purdue Boilermaker team. Now, there, there's a few reasons for this, and I think this one is going to be a close, close battle. Uh, right now, the Vegas line is 12. Throwing that out the door, give me Purdue plus the points, and I'm going to tell you why. Minnesota reads the headlines. These kids are going to be reading the headlines. They're going to see, hey, you know what? We're good. We're legit. And as we're going forward... Who's going to challenge us? Okay, we might lose to Penn State in Happy Valley. That's going to be an October night game. It gets wild. They do the whiteout. Okay, maybe one loss. But Iowa hasn't looked good. Wisconsin hasn't looked good. Northwestern has looked very terrible. Nebraska has looked bad. Rutgers is is Rutgers. I mean, what are they going to do to us? And Illinois maybe being maybe better than what they have in years past. But we're going to trounce them. You're looking at their schedule. They're feeling good about themselves. People tweeting. Who are they going to lose to? Exactly. And that's what makes this game so very dangerous and why I think Purdue is a team, is is a side you're going to want to be on. I think Minnesota can win the game. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Purdue, we're going to go over uh, their games. They played uh, three FBS teams. We're going to throw out the FCS team 56-0 over Indiana State. So they played Penn State. They lost by four. They played Syracuse. They lost by three. They played FAU for Atlantic University, one by two. What do those games have in common? They were decided by minuscule points. This is a very good Purdue team. Their record does not reflect how good this team is. I mean, they got a couple, a couple plays difference. They beat Syracuse in the Dome. 
a couple plays difference. They beat Penn State to start out the season, and they're undefeated. And we're talking about them making a run. Could they go undefeated? Now, caveat, this is in Minnesota, but it's been proven that, that Purdue could go to Syracuse, which I think is a louder place than Minnesota, and compete. This one's going to be close. I, I thoroughly believe it. I'm going to go 28 to 24. I think Minnesota wins it in the end. Uh, but uh, I, I think this is going to be a scare. I think Purdue's going to expose some things that we haven't seen so far with, uh, with Minnesota. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Purdue won the game. But I think I want to go, I want to lean more on Minnesota. I think Tanner Morgan uh, is a little bit better on that side of the ball, and I think they're going to put the ball in the back of the end zone, and they're going to they're going to overall uh, you know win this game, but closer than what the experts think. Next game up, we have Illinois taking on Wisconsin. This will be the first game back in uh, you know Wisconsin as the head coach of the Illinois Fighting Illini for Brett Bielema. And I do think that this game is going to be close as well. Uh, this line, it's interesting. They have this line at um, plus seven for Illinois right now. Started out as plus nine. And uh, it's now moved all the way down to plus seven. So obviously people are getting on and betting that. So now we're going to look at Wisconsin. We're going to throw out the FCS game. We're going to just look at FBS wins and losses. They had a loss to Washington State, 14 to 17. They beat New Mexico State, 66 to 7, and then a loss to Ohio State, 21 to 52. Now I don't know how good Washington State is. They just played very well against Oregon. This game scares me at the number that it is at because I really I think it's going to be close. I think Wisconsin in Madison, nobody's going to beat them. I, I, I thoroughly believe that uh, in the Big Ten, obviously Washington State did this year. I think Illinois wants to play the upset card. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I would take the points right now. I don't know, 21 to 17 for Wisconsin. But I think this Illinois team, I think Bielema is getting them pointed in the right direction, just like Lance Leopold is doing uh, at Kansas. And they're trying to turn around. They're trying to make these uh, these programs better. Uh, right now, I don't think Paul Chris has the team. I, they lost a lot of starters, only returning eight this year. I don't think they have the team uh, to really dominate a game, but I think it's going to be close. I don't love the seven points, but I'm going to take it. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, uh, and it's going to come down to who runs the ball. The ball better would not be surprised if Illinois won this game, though. And the next game up, uh, this is the first game that I actually feel pretty good about uh, and where the number's at. And I'm going to tell you uh, why Maryland against Michigan State. So for for all of the, the, the sharps and stuff like that, right, uh, and the money and, and the people that go out and, you know, do this for a living, uh, and, and then you have the public, right? You have two kind of categories, the, the experts and then you have the public. Right now the public is feeling pretty good about Maryland. Number one, they're 3-0 and to start the season. They lose to Michigan. It was on Fox. It was the big noon kickoff, right? It was it was in our faces. We saw Michigan struggle. But was it Michigan struggling or was it Maryland playing well? And it could have been a little bit of both. Let me tell you, it could be easily both. And what have we seen on primetime games with Michigan State? Losses to Washington and losses to Minnesota at home. 
Now you're saying you've got to go to Maryland. You've got to go to College Park. And you think that the Spartans can do it? Let me tell you why I think they're not only going to cover the spread, why they're going to win this game. This is the season for Sparty. If they do not win this game, they go down to two and three. Okay? Three games. And then you're looking at it, okay, who else could they lose to? They could lose to Ohio State. They could lose to Michigan despite winning in years past. They could lose there. They could lose to Penn State. And it takes one upset, and they are five and seven if they lose this game. It takes one upset to an Illinois, a Rutgers, or an Indiana, or even a Wisconsin. We didn't even mention them. Or a Wisconsin you could lose to. Now this team comes out looking strong. I think that Michigan State, this is their season. They cannot lose this game because it puts them backs against the wall down in in the the Big Ten East. Uh, not I, I don't know if they're going to be able to compete for for the to, a chance in Indianapolis, but this is their season. And I think Mel Tucker is going to get those guys ready. I think mentally he's going. I I, I don't think Maryland is is head and shoulders above Michigan State. I just think Michigan State. This mean this game means so much more to them than than any other game so far this year. I think that they're going to score twenty seven points. I think it's going to be twenty seven to twenty four. And I think Sparty walks away with the win. Now I might be being burned. I have uh you know gone with Michigan State. I I went with them. In the Washington game, uh, and so maybe maybe I could be wrong here. Maybe Michael Oxley's team at Maryland is just so much better, and I need to give them their dues uh, this year. I just think Michigan State, if they don't win this game, we're gonna have a long conversation on on Sunday, right, when I record, and they'll be releasing to you guys Monday about Sparty and where they're at, where their program's at. Ugly win. I think that they go to Maryland, they get the win. Again, 27-24 Michigan State. Next game up we have is the uh, Ohio State-Rutgers game. Uh, now, this game is going to be on Big Ten Network, for those of you who are who are curious. This game, again, very interesting. Uh, Ohio State's offense has looked phenomenal this year, and their defense is what's suspect, I think. Uh, their defense is what's going to separate them from being a, a, a legit championship contender to just a really good team. Now, they didn't struggle with uh, with Wisconsin, and, and they do get Rutgers at home. Uh, I really think that Rutgers is going to be able to cover the spread. The spread is all the way up to 40 and a, 40 and a half, and I'm just going to take that just because I think that Rutgers is going to be able to, to cover the spread uh, themselves. I think Ohio State still puts up points. I think that uh, Ohio State is going to look, again, very good uh, – just as what they've been been able to do uh, recently. Uh, I think that, that they win by five touchdowns. I think they pull off the dogs in the end. I think it's going to be 49 to 14 would be my guess. I think Rutgers plays a little bit better than Wisconsin. I feel like Ohio State always gets up for Wisconsin. And uh, if you're Rutgers, you're hoping that you can score a little bit more points. Uh, I'm just going to be taking Rutgers and the points uh, at that 40 and a half margin. I think it's just too many points to give up in a game. Down to the final two games, we've got a couple of uh, really just interesting games with teams in complete and total disarray. We've got Penn State taking on Northwestern. Northwestern is not good. It, it, when you are losing to the teams in which you are losing to, 
and there might be valid excuses on those teams. Uh, you know, oh, the, the ball didn't bounce our way in Duke. Oh, Southern Illinois, they wanted it more. But you cannot lose to an FCS team, an ACC team who is never really that good in the last few years, or to a MAC team if you are a Big Ten team. It is totally embarrassing. And I'm sorry, Northwestern, that I have to say this. We like to be positive on this podcast. We want to talk about the accomplishments. And we talked very highly about you, uh, about the team, when you beat Nebraska. But this team is bad. And if you think that you can go uh, to Penn State and win, it's a pipe dream right now. Northwestern needs to get back to doing what Northwestern is able to do. Long, sustained drives that burn time. Scoring 14 points is not going to win you the game. It's just not. It won't ever do it. And I don't think it's going to happen this week. I'm calling for a blowout. I think it's going to be 52-7. to seven. And I think Penn State really puts them uh, back where, where they have been. Northwestern moves to 1-4. and four. You're going to have a game against Wisconsin. And you're going to have one more bye where you can do some serious soul-searching if you're Northwestern. But I think you're 1-5 going into that bye. I hope not. I want to talk about an upset. I want it to be interesting. The worst part of any league is when a team is irrelevant. Right now, I think Northwestern is on the cusp of irrelevance. And I don't even think I'd talk much about them after this week if they continue down this path. They went 3-9. and nine. I thought they would bounce back this year. I was dead wrong. I said I think they're going to get to a bowl game. 6-6 six and six is attainable. I think that that is now I, I was flawed in my thinking. And I think that Penn State handles them and takes care of them. The final game of the week that we have going on is Nebraska taking on Indiana. Now, this, this is probably the hardest game to predict going forward. And let me tell you why. Uh, number one, Nebraska has been outright embarrassed uh they're one and three with a win only over an fcs foe and they had a bye i don't know if this new coach if he's able to coach if he's capable of winning a football game uh however i do know the nebraska faithful and the only reason why i think nebraska even is close in this game to get a win is because of their fans and it being in nebraska i don't know if Nebraska can beat Indiana. I don't know if they can beat Purdue. I don't think they'll get to a bowl game this year. Being one and three, it's only three losses. And when you're looking at Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, you're probably not going to make it. I think this game is going to be close right now. Uh, it started at plus three for, for Indiana. People have now been betting it up, people putting money on Nebraska. It's now down to f uh, five and a half. I want to take Indiana plus five and a half. Uh, I think Indiana is going to keep it very close. Uh, yes, Indiana lost to Cincinnati, but they've played in close games a lot like Purdue. And I think it's going to be 28-27. to 27. I think it's going to be a flip of the game. Uh, I see uh, Indiana, Illinois, and Nebraska all in about the same category. And we saw how that Illinois-Indiana game went. The only difference, I think, is going to be the crowd, the crowd noise. I wouldn't be surprised if Indiana misses a 43-yard field goal to, to lose it at home and Nebraska wins. And we're talking about them being 2-3, and three, uh, looking at Rutgers, hoping that they can get to 3-3, three and three, uh, get a couple wins here. Uh, I've, I, I, I bet for them in the, in the Northwestern game and in the North Dakota game, I then switched and said I'm going to be betting against them. And so until they prove me that I can bet with them, uh, I'm going to be betting against them, taking Indiana 
uh, with plus five and a half, but we'll take the Nebraska money line just to see if I'm wrong. So this has been another edition of uh, the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Again, uh, obviously gamble safely as we're talking about these gambling lines. We're going to be continuing to give you uh, the hard breaking coverage that we do here and our awesome analysis and hopefully we can move this spread. I'd love to go, you know, 7-0, 8-0, 9-0 and every single week and just be 100%. But we always go over where we were right and where we were wrong on uh, on those Monday morning uh, podcasts. So thank you guys for the support. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, again, send your, send your questions in. Uh, I really want to do a mailbag. We've only had a couple of questions uh, be submitted. And a lot of them are, are kind of silly questions. So if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter at Big10Pod. We'd love to answer them get into it with you guys uh, because again this is your podcast you guys should be the ones running it as I'm giving my analysis uh, of the games I'm looking forward to another great Saturday stay safe out there uh, again prayers up for, for our friends in Florida and our friends in Puerto Rico and I hope you guys have a wonderful week and of football until Monday have a good one <laughs>